Welcome to episode 25 of Your Town Crime. We visit Leesburg, Virginia. It has one of the most historic downtowns in Virginia. I'll talk about that and more. Shannon discusses an unfortunate gang-related crime. Thanks again to podbean.com and podbelly.com. If you'd like to start a podcast, go visit those websites. Link to our socials at our website at yourtowncrimepodcast.com. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey Shannon, how's it going? Hey Jason, it's going. How are uh, you? I'm doing doing well. Doing well. Getting. I'm looking forward to my eye surgery uh, procedure next week. Yeah. The, the LASIK. I'm getting tired of these glasses. That is so fun. Yeah. Second day at work, I scratched them, and it's right down the middle. Oh, right in your line of vision. Yeah, it's awful. I can see it. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> oh no. It's bad. Ugh. So just, I'm not used to working in them and. I'm glad I had it on. Though. You it should text your optometrist friend and say, hey, my right lens is scratched. Do I have a warranty? For one week? Well, well I mean, well, you, you might need it. I don't know. I can't, well, get, I can't sure. get there and get them back that quick now. <laughs> I just have to wait. Okay. So, But yeah, next Tuesday. Looking forward to it. So that's, that's going exciting. on. Yeah. You got school coming out? Yep. I got school coming up. It's exciting. A little stressful, but I'm mostly excited. Yeah, it's ne- fun. Next week, you get into your room. Yep. Getting that ready for your kiddos. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's exciting. My boy. Oh, those little sweet kids. Yeah. <laughs> My boy found out whose room he's in. Started finding out other kids that are in that room. Uh, so as he talking is so to excited. Them. Yeah, getting yeah. excited. And they're, they're getting excited. And Did yeah. he get a school supply list? He did. Yeah. I remember having that and thinking that was so cool. Oh, and yeah. Going shopping he's and so, picking out stuff. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of into it. And I yeah. read it to him just because <laughs> just, I just read everything to him. Uh-huh. Especially if it has to do with him because he thinks it's neat. And like, this is a big deal. So Yeah. He was a. He said, "Mom, we need to go get to start rattling off the wrist <laughs> list." Scissors, yeah. glue, yeah. paper. Yeah, and he was real serious about it. She's like, "What do you? How does you? How do you know this?" And I'm like, "I read him the list. He's, he's, he needs to know this oh, is his stuff." So, so sweet. He's getting set. So I cannot wait to see him like in third and fourth grade. Like, yeah, see I know. Him walking through I the know. hallways will be so sweet. It's happening too fast though. He's gonna be there way too quick. Uh-huh, he will. Passing by the last ten years of my life for the fat. Well. They've been pretty fast. Yeah. And in the last five since he's been born. Totally fast. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's just going way too quick. and It doesn't feel like it either. I know. I know. I, mean, I, I feel from, so young. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not. I went from 30 <laughs> to 40 in two years, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. don't say that. It's going to happen. Just the routines <laughs> there. Routine of life is there, you know, you work, come home, do your thing, and there's some breaks in there, but it's just not like, you know, you're growing up, you know, every year's getting a a smaller percentage of your life when you're four, you know, one year is a quarter of your life, and it seems like forever, but when you're 40, (laughs) 10 years is a quarter of your life, and it doesn't seem as long anymore, so, yeah. I know, it feels, high school felt like the longest even though it was super fun, yeah. I felt like high school dragged on for a really long time. Yeah. And then since then, it's gone by so fast. It does, yeah. Yeah, college, it feels like I just graduated. Almost some <laughs> days it does. It seems like I just graduated. 
and like just had conversations with people uh-huh. from college yesterday and I feel like I could walk in a room with them right now and just almost just get to start right back up <laughs> and haven't seen them in 20 years but it, I mean it That's would be sad. I'm sure it'd be awkward but now after <laughs> I haven't seen you in 20 years we'd have lots to talk about but it'd be it's just uh just goes by quick that does go by quick yeah. so are you gonna do uh is Huck interested in playing like flag football or anything? Soccer. soccer? Yeah, he's okay. looking at soccer for the fall. So we're, okay. we, has he, he played? He played last year. Played played some indoor. Uh, that was the first first he played and had some like one on one coaching type type deal. Okay. So he uh, he learned pretty good last year and was kind of into it. Um, but he was he would get thrown off if things changed. Uh-huh. Like uh, like he was the girls showed up one time and he's like uh. What why are these are girls? Playing? Yeah, why are they here? <laughs> and it was—I mean, it, it wasn't because they were girls; it's just they were different. They were different. older. Uh-huh. They were—I mean, he, he was four, and they were like six, seven. So they were big, you know, uh-huh. to to him. So he—he uh, he wasn't sure what to think about that, and was like, "I'm not playing today. I'm not." And it was just matter <laughs> of fact about it. Just uh-huh. like we're going on the field. Like well, we're not going home. We're staying here. You said you were playing soccer. Uh-huh. You know, you know that life so you lesson. Make him- he. I got him to stand on the field, and he stood there the whole time. I mean, I can't run on the field and like chase him. I, mean, right. I can't interrupt the game to yeah. get my kid to go out there. But you're part of this team. You're part of this Still game. Wait. That's good. You're finishing the season. You're going. Uh-huh. You've, you've put your. You've you've made this commitment. You have to commit to it and, uh-huh. and see through. So that was one week. But after that, it was fine. Then he was fine. Yeah, he kind of got it. But he. Uh, oh. He's a. Uh, I think this year it'll be better. He's grown up, and, and he's. He's more mature. He's uh, more physical. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A little bit more athletic. Short, short footed. Knows yeah. what kind of knows like yeah. the idea of what to do. Right, and he's yeah, he's just a lot more short footed from from three from from turning four to turning five. Like when he turned four, it's still like oh, watch it, watch your step. Uh-huh. And we're outside, and then five, he's just everywhere. Yeah. So it's uh, lots of change since oh, since then. So oh, so uh, sweet. He's growing up. Yeah. Right so. now, Mason can hit you with a lift with a baseball, like throw it with his left hand. Yeah. One, like really good, and then he'll switch to his right. And then the next time, he's super dramatic too. Like he'll uh, throw his arm way back and go, that's a, that's and like throw it. Line. Yeah. <laughs> and like grunt as he throws it. And then sometimes it's really great, and then sometimes yeah. it like barely goes anywhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's <laughs> and he fun. puts his leg out too in front oh, of yeah. him. Like he he'll like really, yeah. yeah. Wow, it's He's so funny. Be, it might be good. Be, might be athletic like his dad. Uh, I know it's and so his mom. Weird. I mean, what am I saying? Sorry, you're well, athletic too. Well, not no. I'm like I'm athletic for an average girl. Like not not like Ryan's status or his uncle Brad. No. They were both athletic, so it's some big shoes to fill. Well, you, <laughs> you balled pretty hard back in the day. <laughs> oh Lord, you did. You were pretty. You were aggressive. <laughs> I mean, you were. You played hard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, we're going to our first concert. Huck is. Oh, yay. He's going to go with me uh, for the start. Uh, it's, a, it's a festival, so I don't know how long he's going to last, but it's a pretty pretty chill festival down in Chattanooga. Okay. Uh, you Moon, should take Mason because he Moon loves River. music. Yeah, he would <laughs> like it. Moon River Festival down in Chattanooga. We're heading to that, and uh, Emily's going, and I'm going to try to figure all that out with a nursing baby. Oh, and, uh, that'll be fun. Get him down there, too. My parents are going to help us out, I think, so we can go and That'll be fun. navigate all that. And Huck's going to go with me and hang out with me for a while till Emily gets down there. And okay. It's going to be great. That'll be fun. Yeah. So who's playing? People uh, that. Wilco, Lord Huron, 
Um, let's see. I'm going off the top of my head. Um, let's see. Dr. Dog, Indigo Girls, Dolls. It's one of my, one of my favorite bands, Dolls. Uh, if I named anybody, you know, Old Girl Medicine Not Show. That one I do. Okay. <laughs> you never heard of the Indigo Girls? I feel like I have, and Dolls kind of sounds familiar, but. Dolls, uh, the Taylor Goldsmith from Dolls married Mary. No, he married Mandy Moore oh. here in the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, during the. Maybe she'll this be there. Thing. She probably, uh, she might be. She could be. I mean, it's his cool. wife. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she could come if she wanted to. <laughs> So uh, filming though. Let's see, and then uh, Drew Holcomb, the neighbors. It's his uh, it's his festival. I think he started the festival. He's from Tennessee. Married a girl from Maryville. So, oh. uh, so anyway, he's kind of local. It's cool. So there's a lot, lot, lot of more, more. There's a lot more bands there, okay. but uh, it's my kind of scene. I like it. Went a couple years ago, and uh, for the Avery Brothers that I talk oh, about yeah, all the time, yeah. they were there. They were headlining. Okay. And then uh. I found out about it. I'm just going to name drop bands because okay. I love bands. That, um, but then I can't think of their name right now. Uh, but the band, um, oh, yeah. So the, I, I'd heard of them. I'd heard one of their songs, but it never did hit. But I saw them live, Judah and the Line. Oh, yeah. Oh, my god. I've goodness. heard of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, from, they're a Tennessee band, uh-huh, too. They're yeah. dudes from Cookville and went to Belmont. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're good. And I was like, whoa, they've been... <laughs> <laughs> ESPN's picked up some of their songs for some like hype, hype uh-huh. songs before games and stuff on yeah. football. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is a cool concert. So <laughs> I haven't seen them in concert again, but I want to. But I followed cool. them and yeah, I've been following them ever since and just hanging on everything. But uh, I'm fair. pretty excited about it. I love concerts and I love it, this festival. It's, it's real laid back and September it's cool. Hopefully it'll be sunny like oh, last yeah. time. And That'll be cool. Two stages. And hopefully no COVID restrictions and yeah, everybody just yeah. normal. Yeah, so that'll be fun. It'll be it'll be a good thing. So we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Huck getting to experience live music with me. Yeah, I think he'll enjoy it. Yeah, he will. That'll be so exciting. Yeah. All right, so I guess we can get into Leesburg, Virginia. We haven't even said Leesburg yet. I know. Sorry. And it's uh, 25. It's the 25th episode, <laughs> and I can believe it. <laughs> You weren't going to say it, were you? You're just going to let it skate. I probably was. It would have like haunted me. Yeah, Yeah. if you hadn't said it. Yeah, it's kind of tradition now. So the 25th episode. So we thank you all for listening. Somebody (laughs) listened a bunch today. We had like more than normal, especially on a non-release day. Uh, so somebody either went down and downloaded a bunch of them or something. I don't know what happened, but it just we don't care what happened. We don't care. Thank you all for listening. We've got some new listeners. Hey, Christy. Oh, hey, Christy. Hey, girl. Yep. <laughs> so you got your shout out in a, in a, in a podcast. You got a friend listening. We got some people here listening in, in town, kind of letting the cat out of the bag a little bit. It's a little weird when people you know are listening to you. I know. And sometimes people you know are not as kind as people that you don't right, know. Right, right. Which I hate that that's the case because we should all support each other. That's right. And yeah. who cares if you don't like it? Don't listen. You don't need to go say make, anything. It's fine. You go make a better podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. If you don't like our podcast and we're not any good, go make your go make a better one. Yeah, that'd I'll be, be great. I will I will support you and I'll be happy for you <laughs> for that. Yeah, you still need to hate. Yeah, but I mean, it's whatever. Weird thing. It is yeah. a weird thing. But okay, enjoy the show and tell your <laughs> friends about us. All right, I'll get right into Leesburg. It's um, it's an old town. It's close to close to. I've never been there. 
but it's what you I haven't have, been there I've, I've, I've never <laughs> been there but i've been close i've been 33 miles away to washington dc <laughs> oh i've been there so there's been a lot yeah okay. see you've been 33 miles away okay. um i think it's 33 miles away yeah <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> yeah, fact check. It has it's thirty three miles northwest of Washington D.C. It's on the Potomac River, and uh, uh, I looked this up. <laughs> I looked it up, but I'm probably going to say it wrong again. So uh, whatever, this is how I'm going to say it: the Catoctin Mountains. I the what? The Catoctin Mountains. C A T O C T I N. Okay. Catoctin Mountains. Okay. It's part of the Blue the Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh, and like an offshoot of the Appalachian Mountains. So. Okay. All right, so this is our second town on the Potomac River. We did um, Hancock, Maryland a few episodes ago. So it's just down. This so is, how close is Hancock to Leesburg then? It's about an hour and 15-minute drive, uh, about 75 miles. So Okay, that's not close. Enough. Yeah, pretty yeah. close. Uh, so the, the Ohio, the CNO, is that what it was? Can you remember the CNO? CNO. Was the it? The Chesapeake and Ohio. That's right. Chesapeake and Ohio Canal. Yeah, it's right across the river from Leesburg, uh, and it plays a part in its history, and I'll talk about some of that in a minute. But, you know, kind of kind of some some cool things that we've talked about before, um, some, some links. Like we've said, I think we said it last week, that things are linking together. We're talking about all these different towns, and we're starting to link them together through different histories, uh, through different Native American tribes, things like that so it's kind of neat now we've got the we've got this canal and the potomac river that if we link these two towns and a lot of the uh, native american tribes that were in the area we've talked about before Mm -hmm. so all right so uh, the population is about fifty three thousand people that's grown about ten thousand in the last the last 10 years Uh, so yeah it's growing Mm -hmm. growing a lot it's not far outside of of washington dc like i said Mm -hmm. 33 miles so uh, people are starting to get farther and farther away from the big city uh, to to live, and uh, and you can look, you know, there's some Civil War battle sites, and they're just there's houses like right up next to the battlefield, the battle areas, um, and that's kind of wild to me. Like there was troops underneath their house. You that's know, wild during the Civil War. Like I wonder if that what what they found uh, when they were you know digging the footers and stuff for the. The house. I'm sure they they found all kinds of oh, artifacts. Sure. Yeah. All right. The Native American history there. There's been many tribes that have been in the area in the last you know ten thousand years. Uh, but in 1699, the Algonquin uh, the tribe was there. The Piscataway tribe of the. And I'm not going to try to explain that because it's just kind of that's that's the people that were there. Um, the Algonquin. People were the the larger group, and the Piscataway were a smaller group. Uh, and the Piscataway are have recently been rec- recognized uh, as a tribe in the last uh, last several decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say that vague, <laughs> uh, but but they have been recognized lately. They were living on those those peoples were living on an island in the Potomac uh, when the Europeans first got there, um, and then um, there's a there's a Highway 15 that runs there, U.S. US Route 15 that runs right into Leesburg. And this was the uh, the Old Carolina Road. And this was interesting. I was reading the history, and I was like, what? It was, uh, it was talking about it was a major route of travel from north to south for Native American tribes. And that I knew there was trade between tribes, but mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about 
like trails that went from the north to the south that right. were heavily used. I thought they were more regional and kind of stayed like in there. close together. Yeah, you stayed in your stayed in your own place. You know, it's kind of like you you've got your own little area and you don't travel. Right. You might, you might go travel and see the next tribe, but not like down. Well, yeah, not like down with the. We've talked about the Lenape people before, mm-hmm. and they went. They're not from around Leesburg. They're from up north, northern, uh, north of there. Uh, well, they came. They went down the Carolina Road, the old Carolina Road, to the Carolinas, and started a fight with the Catawba tribe. And I was like, when I read Catawba, I was like, that's in Carolinas. That's uh-huh. like we played them in football uh-huh. in college. Uh, I think it's in North Carolina might be in south carolina it's one of the carolinas but we played them in football back in the day and um so anyway they went down there and started something well the catawbas caught them at leesburg and they had a big battle up there and evidently the catawba tribe got them pretty good and they there's a uh the Lenape people buried a lot of their dead in a in a, a big mound there a big burial mound and and uh, people throughout history said that there for a while every year on the anniversary of the battle they would come back uh, to the mound uh to mourn and to celebrate their ancestors mm-hmm. and, and uh so that was that was kind of cool i was like this is they neither one of those tribes were from there but they had mm-hmm. a battle in leesburg out right, two miles outside uh and this happened uh, around the, from the 1720s to the 1730s somewhere in that 10-year span they had it was when this happened so uh what time? When do you think the European settlers first got there? Like settled this area? Really? <laughs> really? Just just guess. I mean, you can the Europeans. Eighteen. Eighteen. No, it was earlier than that. Okay, seventeen sixty one. No, it's about thirty one years off. Seventeenth, well, seventeen thirties is when they first got there. Okay, turned. Um, people started. <laughs> Why would I say eighteen? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's outside Washington D.C. <laughs> So, oh, that was so dumb. Edit that out. <laughs> nah, you're good. I'm leaving it in there. I say dumb stuff all the time. Uh, it was a good get. I didn't. 18s. It's not too dumb. I meant like early eight, like yeah, 1800. Yeah, 1800. There you go. All right. All right. So there was tide water planters that came up the Potomac, and they would use the the tide waters to to water the crops. I guess I don't know exactly what that means, uh, but they started large farms and plantations. Uh, a lot of the people who came in and started those large farms and plantations were the first families of Virginia's, the Carters, the Lees, the, the Masons. Uh, of course, we've got to mention the Lees there because the town's named Leesburg. Leesburg. So we'll talk about that in just a second. 1755, there was this guy named Nicholas Miner who uh, opened a tavern right on Route 15. And route, well, this is, it wasn't called that then, the Old Carolina Road and another road. Uh, which is now Route 7, uh, so right there. And um, Loudoun County became a thing. That's the county that uh, that Leesburg's in. It became a county in 1757, and um, around that time, he kind of laid out streets in the town and called it Georgetown. Mm-hmm. So after King George, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, not that I guess. I know that. It's, <laughs> that's what I read. Um <laughs> On October 12, 1758, uh, they founded Leesburg, and it's named after Thomas Lee. It's not named after Robert E. Lee. This is way before he was born. Uh, it is his family. That's his ancestor. It's like his his great uncle, something like that, hmm. close to it, something like that, some kind of uncle. Uh, so it's named for Thomas Lee. He was a political figure, and he was part of the Lee dynasty. 
Um, and that dynasty went through Robert E. Lee, and it kind of stopped stopped with him. Uh, it wasn't as big after that, after the Civil War. Um, side note, uh, Arlington National Cemetery was Robert E. Lee's home, like where that is. That was his land. So that was kind of like you didn't fight for the Union. Like he, Robert E. Lee wasn't big on the Confederacy. He wasn't like big on them going away from the Union, but mm-hmm. he was their Virginian. Right. And it was kind of like Virginia first. Uh-huh. He was Virginia before the country. So that's, he decided to fight for Virginia. To pay him back for that, he started burying Union, union troops in his garden. Uh, and that's how the cemetery started. Mm. So, yeah, that was kind of payback for not fighting with the Union. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it comes in twos. So that was a little side note there. The Lee family came to Virginia in 1642. And then um, Thomas, he went to William and Mary College down in Williamsburg, Virginia, uh, around 1700. So that's kind of cool. This is the second oldest university in the in the nation, Harvard oh, being the first. That? Okay. So he went there, like he went to college in Virginia in 1700. That's, that's just, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy to think that there was colleges that, you know, established colleges that far back. That is um, wild. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty cool, uh, pretty cool history here. The War of 1812, which we've talked about. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. that in Detroit. And what, uh, before that, I didn't know that it had reached that far and that the battles were that bad and big until we talked about Detroit. Uh, but during the War of 1812, uh, the U.S. government sent its archives to hide them in Leesburg to get them out of the Capitol because oh. the Capitol was burnt. Okay. Uh, Washington mm-hmm. was burnt. Um, this, and uh, they, they it's included the Declaration of Independence, the United States Constitution, and portraits of like Benjamin Franklin was listed and just all the portraits, like all that kind of stuff was there. Some people think that, that it became the nation's capital for a short time, but it didn't. There wasn't any, nobody came. Uh-huh. There wasn't any figures that came that way, you know, political figures, uh, leaders that came to Leesburg. It was just the archives, so... They did hide the Declaration of Independence in the U.S. Constitution there, so that's pretty neat. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, random. Let's see if I can stump you, Jason. Go right ahead. When do you think? Oh, that's what you were Googling. You were yes. like over there <laughs> typing away. I didn't know what you were doing. Uh, what year do you think the history of the higher education in the U.S. started? Like when did Harvard start? Sixteen thirty-two. No, sixteen thirty-six. But you were so close. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> okay. Never Did mind. I say 1632 in this thing and throw me off a little bit? I, I didn't know that. I knew it well, was somewhere it says, I read. I did read it somewhere today. It says the, high, the history of higher education in the United States begins in 1636, and it started in at the College of William & Mary, was founded by the Virginia government. Yeah, I did read something today that, that gave a date, and it was somewhere in my brain. It just got close. That's I got close. wild. You got really close. And they yeah. said it was super small. I was trying to see how many, like, that's what I was curious, how attendance, like, how many people were in, yeah, like, it, a class or something. It went it on, it, it, you know, this is just from memory, too. But it, it, it didn't, it went into saying that he got, like, a, uh, how did they word it? Okay, so they worded it as a common Virginia education. Okay. So I don't know what that means, but that's how they worded it. Okay, fun fact. In 1870, there was 9,400 bachelor degrees awarded 
in that year. Wow. And then in 2009, 1,600,000. Okay, anyway. Get back on track. Um, after the War of 1812, uh, when they started reconstructing the capital, uh, they used marble from quarries that were close to Leesburg. So, you know, when you go see the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., that marble is from nearby in Leesburg, and you can you can impress someone with that knowledge. That's cool. Not that they'll care. <laughs> that but you're not. that you're a, a nerd listening to our nerdy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they'll roll their eyes like my wife would. Uh, she might say that's cool that I knew that. Yeah. I don't know. She might be a little impressed. Yeah. Uh, fleeting I impressed. Think she would. Like, yeah, okay. good good job, Jason. All right, so uh the Civil War, uh there was a Civil War battle here. Oh, several battles. <laughs> um Leesburg switched sides from from Confederate to Union control over a hundred times during the oh, war. So it's just back and forth. Major battle site. Uh, there's a river crossing there, the Potomac. So it was very strategic. Uh, it was outside Washington D.C. So it was kind of this was kind of a place to to this a happening place during the war. Um, one of the big battles was the Battle of Balls Bluff, and that was on October 21st, 1861. Uh, it was a big Union defeat there. Colonel Edward Baker was a U.S. senator, and he he fought. He was a, he was a uh, he was a uh, uniformed soldier during this battle, and he was killed. And he's the only U.S. senator, uh, active U.S. senator that was has been killed in battle. Oh. Um, now during this battle, uh, the the bluff there and the the river crossing all played a part. Uh, the Union tried to go attack uh, some the, a Confederate camp. The, the camp wasn't there. There were skirmishes all day on the 21st there. And then um, the, the Confederates like pushed the Union back over the bluff. Uh, they tried to get across the river. Uh, they were using boats and stuff. A lot of the boats capsized. It kind of was just a big mess for the Union Army. A lot of the Union troops drowned, and, and later, you know, they were found downriver, uh, you know, weeks later. Um, so there was a lot of Union casualties. There was 223 killed, 226 wounded, and 553 captured. And the Confederacy had 36 killed, 117 wounded, and two captured. Um, there was another, uh, there was a Lieutenant John William Grant that died during this battle. And he, um, he had a song written about this event. Um, Henry S. Washburn wrote a song about it. It's called The Vacant Chair. And I, I've, I've heard it. I listened to it today, and I've heard it before. Uh, Ralph Stanley sung it, uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford. Uh, it's a bluegrass It's a bluegrass song. It's been turned into a bluegrass song. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, a ballad and like a big uh, different, different kind of song, but it's kind of over the years turned into bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I might put that in the show on Instagram since I've got a song that goes with this. So I might, uh, if you go to Instagram tomorrow when we release the show, uh, it might be playing in the background for you. It's called the Vacant Chair, and uh, it was popular in the North and South because it talks about you know praying for your soldiers and and all that kind of stuff. The Vacant Chair, they're not home, they're out fighting, uh, kind of thing, and just the sadness of that that situation in war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's popular all over the country uh, during that time. Skipping ahead to World War Two. Uh, my son's been trying to say that lately. It's not been coming out. <laughs> well, what? He's just, I mean, he's just now finding out yeah. that there was a, have been world wars. Aww. And it's not even easy for us to say. Yeah. Uh, he watched Alvin York, um, the, which is, who was a uh, 
uh, Medal of Honor winner in mm-hmm. World War One, uh, who's from Tennessee, and uh, Cary Grant played him in a movie back in the day. So, uh, so he watched that. So he's kind of into. He's been playing soldier and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of, and he likes likes that movie. So he's wanting me to find it. I like that movie too. I watched it with my my granddad, who was a soldier in World War Two, uh, when when I was growing up. So it's kind of special, special movie for me too. Anyway, in World War Two. It was the home of uh, General George C. Marshall. He was uh, the one that developed the Marshall Plan okay, yeah. to help rebuild Europe. So he lived there, and his house is now a museum, if you want to go visit that. The town's historic district is on the National Register of Historic Places, and in the 1970, it was uh, named one of the best preserved and most picturesque downtowns in Virginia. So uh, their the original courthouse was one of the, well, they're, the, the the courthouse that was there during the Civil War was not burned during the Civil War. It sounds amazing, but since it turned switched hands, you know, over a hundred times, right? Uh, they did build a new one uh, later after that, but it's not there anymore. Uh, they did build it. They did build a new one later, uh, but you know, it didn't burn during the war, and it was it was that was a big deal back then. So, uh, so that's all I've got right now. I'll talk about some places to go see uh, after you get done, and. Uh, but it's just a, a lot of history in this town. It's still a still a small town. You know, it's close to Washington D.C., but it's still small, fifty thousand people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of people moving that direction. Uh, a lot of history. If you're in Washington D.C., uh, pretty much anywhere you go, any little town you go around Washington D.C., there's history. Right. Uh, but this is another one you can go to. Maybe That's another trip. That was so fun. Yeah. That was one of Ryan and I's favorite trips was yeah. Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. We, I need to get back up there. My grandfather, though, I was just talking about, uh, he was he was buried in Arlington. So I need to get back up there and, oh, yeah. and take Huck. And uh, cause he's asked questions about him, you know, like, you know, he was a soldier. And that's, you know, what's, what that means and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and what he did in his life and He's a good man, so. Yeah, that's awesome. We, uh, I ran a marathon in Washington, D.C., the Marine Corps Marathon, and it was very patriotic, and there was one stretch where they had, I think it was a mile long, and the spectators were quiet on part to, like, you know, for the people that had passed. I think it was close to the cemetery, but they had a ton of American flags right. down on both sides of the road and it was so it gave me cold chills as yeah. i was running it was like mile 20 i'm That's like am great. i getting cold chills because i'm like about to die or am i getting cold chills this is so sweet yeah <laughs> it was it yeah. was really nice democrat republican it doesn't matter when you go to washington dc you're patriotic mm-hmm. i think i don't know how you could go there and not be patriotic and go we we can do better and make your make our nation better and like yeah. we're, we're we're in this together right and working better working more towards that every day yes we also went, side note, we also went to the Pentagon, and no one was out there. It was just us, and we were just kind of looking. Well, it said there was a sign that says, do not take pictures, obviously, for security reasons. They don't need you taking pictures of the Pentagon. Right. Well, what's Ryan do? He pulls out his camera, <laughs> oh, and he's taking it. pictures. Well, there's an intercom somewhere, because someone <laughs> over the intercom was like, sir, put your phone, or put your camera away. Oh, and my like, goodness. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <Ryan>. <laughs> There they see us. Wow. That <laughs> so. sounds like Ryan now. <laughs> I was like. You just got to press buttons, literally. <laughs> I go to go mess with people and messing with the Pentagon. Like, yeah. No picture. I'm going to take a picture. No one sees us. Yeah. They were like, he's like, sir, put the camera away. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> that funny. That's crazy. But anyway, okay. 
Okay. Should we move on to what I what I found? I guess so. I'm, I'm going to go back and uh, and talk about things to do in the town and and because uh, it all kind of ties together. I know that's kind of rushed, but I say rushed, but we're over 30 minutes in. So yeah, I think uh, that was a lot. That was a lot okay. of information. All right, good I liked deal. it. Okay, so on May 21st, 2016, a young 18-year-old from Leesburg, Carlos Henriquez, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly. We're going to have a lot of names, and there's a, we're going to say a lot of names wrong there in this one, so just uh Yeah, just I'm bear sorry. With us. It's yeah. just, it's the country in me. I'm just really sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give uh, us our best shot. If we, if we get them wrong, we apologize. We're trying. Um you might say our name's wrong. Who yes. knows? I mean. Okay. So he's a young 18-year-old, like I said, from Leesburg, Carlos Ontero Henriquez, got into a vehicle with friends to head to a party that night. So on May 21st, unbeknownst to Carlos, this would be a surprise ambush. The so-called friends had other plans for Carlos that night. Juan Rodriguez, Javier Gonzalez, and Miguel Gomez were all part of the gang MS-13, which I don't know, Jason, if you've ever heard of them, but yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've, I've heard, heard of them. them yeah. And they believe that Carlos was a member of their rival gang, the 18th Street Gang. So the gang members saw a picture of Carlos that he posted on Facebook of himself showcasing the 18th Street Gang sign which put a lot of eyes on him. And one of the guys in this that I just named, he kind of was a friend of Carlos's and he saw this picture of him flashing this gang sign. And he was like, Whoa, he's, I guess he didn't know that he was part of the MS 13. And then he just realized that Carlos was part of the 18th street gang, or at least he was claiming he was. So he went to, it just put eyes on him. So, People were watching him that were in the MS-13 gang. Yeah. This guy. So, because they're rivals. And they were hanging out. Yeah. One of the guys was hanging out with Carlos. Not all three of the ones I mentioned, but one of them was. So, according to one of the members who befriends Carlos, Andre Veliquez. Sounds good. Stated that after he saw the photo on Facebook, he had asked Carlos, as the friend, if he was part of the gang, and his response was yes, that he was. And Andre said that it was very dangerous just to say things like that. I guess yeah. around there, it's like, you know, there we have the MS-13s and we have the 18th Street Gang. We don't get along. You don't need to go around saying, Same. like, especially if you're not if that you're close. By your, or you're by yourself. Right. I've heard, I've heard some awful things about, you know, people people in, in larger cities that that we don't really understand this that going to school might be dangerous like mm-hmm. walking across a street to another to the other side of the street can be dangerous not just because you're of traffic but because when you cross that street mm-hmm. you're in some, you're in another gang's territory right and that like even if you're not in the game but your your gang a gang but your cousin is and your cousin's got some beef going on mm-hmm. they might beat you up you're or worse implicated because, because of that. you're their cousin and mm-hmm. they're going to get you so and you can't go to school that day i tried to look up and see if carlos was actually if i could see any research if he actually was a part of the 18th right. street gang or if he was just kind of you know just posted a picture of it but i couldn't find anything that was like concrete if he was or he wasn't but andre said it was very dangerous just to say things like that and he ended up passing the photo 
of Carlos and information about him to a fellow MS-13 gang member, Miguel, who contacted the MS-13 leaders in El Salvador. The 18th Street Gang and the MS-13 Gang has gone against each other for decades, and this just isn't here in the U.S., but in El El Salvador. And so the leaders, I guess, for this part of the gang were in El Salvador. So um, it was important enough for them to send his photo and pass the information to... Salvador leaders. Right. See, yeah, these both of these gangs, they're not just in Leesburg. Mm-hmm. It's not just a small local gang. Mm-hmm. They're all over the United States and South and South and Central America. Yeah. So I didn't realize it was yeah. I thought it was just in America. Like I didn't realize yeah. it was other no, it's stretching, countries. Stretching, so this is a yeah. pretty big deal. Okay. The leaders in El Salvador sent a message back to Leesburg to kill Carlos. So they didn't like that he posted that, and they wanted them to take care of it there in Leesburg. So Andres made Carlos think that they were headed to a party where there would be girls to lure him. So they got into a van. He was thinking they were about to go party, and there was those other men that I mentioned at the beginning. They were in the van with him. And they were on their way. And Andres testified in court that they were passing around liquor and beer in the van on the way. And they were asking Carlos intimate questions about himself, like, how long have you been here in the U.S.? Where do you, where'd you come from? Are you part of a gang? And he said that he was part of, according to their testimony, that he did admit that he was part of the 18th Street gang. And the members in the, the MS-13 members in the van pretended like they weren't in a gang at all. And they were like, oh, we're not in any gang, you know, whatever. Tell us more. Yeah. Yeah. So they turned the music up more in the van, and the driver and the passenger, Andres, were discussing where they would kill Carlos. So I'm not sure. I couldn't figure out if they had got word like that night from El Salvador, like kill Carlos, and they just decided oh, let's go, this, let's tell them we're going to a party or if, because it doesn't sound like it was well planned out because they mm. didn't know where they were going to kill him. Right. They were just driving. They turned the music up and they discussed like where they should do it. They figured out or decided on that they were going to do it in a park that was close by. So they drove up, found the park, um, got to a gravel pathway in the park and asked one of the, another member of the MS-13 gang, Lazo, to stay behind and be the lookout at the van. So they're walking as they got to the gravel pathway in the park. Javier Gonzalez gave the signal to the other members of the gang, which was, as they quoted in in court, why are you guys waiting to light it up? Why are you guys waiting to light it up is what he was saying. Mm -hmm. So that was their signal to the other guys that, okay, let's, let's do this. So they surrounded Carlos and made him aware that they were all part of the MS-13 gang. And they were asking him stuff like, or he was telling them, according to court documents, I'll tell you what you need to know about the 18th Street Gang. You know, like he was just, they wanted to know information and he was willing, right. I guess, to give it up. Um, to save his life. Yeah. To. <clears throat> okay. According to an article in the Washington Post, Carlos stated that he figured something crooked was going on. So he stated that before what what happens next. The leader of the gang, Centino, stood by to watch and film the others beating Carlos. Centino said in court that they all had jobs to do to become full members of the MS-13 gang, and that was to kill someone. So you couldn't move up and become a homeboy unless you killed someone. 
After beating Carlos down to nothing, Javier Gonzalez ordered them to finish them off. They took one turn each, stabbing Carlos with a pocket knife. According to his testimony, Gonzalez was one of the highest-ranking members, and his title was the East Coast Program Manager for the MS-13 gang. He had said that Carlos was stabbed so many times that you could see the inside of his intestines with a pocket knife. So that seems a little... that. I feel like that would just be worse for the victim. Right. You know, it's not, it's small. So, and they all took turns yeah. doing it. And according to the autopsy report, Carlos was stabbed 50 times. And to make sure that he was dead, one of the gang members stabbed him in the neck just to make sure. And Centino took pictures of his dead body to send to the El Salvador leaders to let them know like what they've done. Then they took Carlos's clothes and threw his naked body down a ditch and set his clothes on fire to try to get rid of the evidence. So when they returned home, those guys, there were six total, they all showered to try to, you know, get rid of the DNA. They burned their own clothes in a fireplace that was in the house and cleaned out the van and trying to get rid of any DNA that they thought would be left behind. Well, those six members of the MS-13 gang out of Leesburg were charged and convicted of all charges. So it was kidnapping, extortion, and murder. Four of those members pleaded guilty before the trial even started. But I was reading further in other articles, and it was saying that, you know, there is a lot of gang activity around there, probably just being closer to a bigger city. Yeah, it's it's just getting outside of D.C. mm -hmm. It might be a little safer, safer if you're in a gang. To not be in the big city, mm-hmm. you're a little bit outside, you can gotta hide a little bit better. Yeah, maybe not have as many eyes on you. Right. So it's an unfortunate event that happened for this guy. All right. So um, I look kind of looked up to see how big organizations these are because you think about gangs. Like I said, it's it covers North America, uh, Central America, South America, um, mostly Central, but um. MS-13's got fifty to 70,000 people globally as members. That's a lot. Yeah, eight, eight to 10,000 people in the United States. And uh, it's close to that, uh, about thirty to 50,000 on the 18th Street gang. So, you know, there's a lot of people involved in this and a lot of organization. When you think about these gangs, it's not just like teenage gangbangers mm-hmm. just, you know, having picking on each other. It's global organization like drug smuggling and sex trafficking and all kinds of bad stuff. Yeah. So, uh, we don't, we don't have any beef with you. (laughs) We're just, uh, we're just talking about this crime. So yeah, it's a little scary to talk about because you know, they're, they're pretty powerful and there's a lot of, a lot of people, but, uh, we're just talking about this one, this one thing you can find it on Google. You can find it. You know, we're not, we're not starting beef. So leave us alone, please. Please. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh that is a little little crazy how organized these things are and how big they are. Yeah, that's a little crazy. So you know, that's we're just talking about this crime. We're not trying. It's a little scary to talk about. I know, you know? it is scary because they're they're well organized and just don't know what's going to set them off. I guess I don't even know if I should say that. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's. I don't even want to talk about. I'm a <laughs> no, let's just, let's move, just on. move on. Let's tell you about the good. Let's tell you about the good in Leesburg because yeah. this doesn't define the town. This this that's not all Leesburg is. Like I said, they're probably out there so they can kind of hide under the radar. There's radar. There's not as many 
Uh, you know, in a big city, there's more police officers. There's more people looking at them, um, especially if you're in the nation's capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, you know. I should add, there was more a little more of the story. I didn't dive super deep. They got caught for other reasons, but one of the one of the people that were there that night yeah. was actually already an FBI informant for the FBI about the gang. And it had to do with some extortion stuff with another person. Like they were charging somebody rent for 150 to $200 extra, like trying to like take advantage of them and, uh, threaten their family and that person. So that person was being wired for the FBI. And so it ended up being, they were using that person also when they found out about Carlos also. So that's, uh, a little interesting segue yeah. about an, uh, how they got caught and stuff. Yeah. So it was one of their own members. Yeah. So focus on that guy, not us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're worried about us. We're not like yeah, we're not, in a we're not rival gang anything. or gonna, Yeah. There's been TV shows about them. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I've, I've heard about them on TV, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So, uh, talk about, all right. So I'm going to talk about some historic places here in Leesburg because it is a beautiful town mm-hmm. with beautiful people who are nice and aren't going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Who are going to welcome you there to see the beautiful town. Like I said, it's one of the most historic towns in Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. You know, it's kept its history. So, uh, like I said, it's on. It's in the National Register of Historic Places. You can go. You can go to the Dodonna Manor. That's George C. Marshall's uh, general. George C. Marshall, I'm going to say general in front of his name. He earned that. Yeah. Um, that's his, that's the house he lived in um, during, during all that. He lived there from 1941 until his death in 1959. He also won the Nobel Peace Prize uh, for, cool. uh, for what he did after the war. Uh, you can also go to Morvin Park. That's the state of uh, Virginia Governor Westmoreland Davis. Uh, Oatlands Plantation, it's a National Historic Landmark, White's Ferry. It closed in December of 2020. Oh, so you can't go you across. Can't go there. You can go to where it was, but it was the uh it was one of the uh, the only remaining ferries across the Potomac River. Aww. Yeah, so uh so yeah, that's kind of sad that it just, you know, I don't know why they did it in December 2020, but it was uh it was a cable uh cable ferry across the river there, so. Huh. All right, but there's a there's like 63 uh, historic markers uh, located near Leesburg. That's so cool. if you're a history buff, if you're a Civil War buff, uh, just a war buff. I bet uh, if you're into spooky haunting stuff, there there is. There. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we were talking about the CNO mm-hmm. uh, Canal earlier. Yeah, and there's a there's a place on there just right across the river, and like when I I told you that battle was right there in town, mm-hmm. and like right across the river, they said that that the guys on the canal that had their boats, they wouldn't tie their boat up in this area because they thought there was ghosts and they would go upstream or downstream and camp. Mm-hmm. And they stopped camping in this area mm. because of Civil War ghosts. There's all kinds of ghost stories here in town and I think there's even ghost tours. So That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, so that'd be fun. I did a Jack the Ripper tour one in London one time. Oh. And that was cool. That would be creepy. It was kind of creepy. But, you know, after the Blitz in World War Two a lot of the places are gone. Okay. So it's like, you know, it's somewhere right behind this hospital uh-huh. that's here now. Uh-huh. It wasn't here. So somewhere around this alley. Oh. But they did take us to some old old parts of London and said it looked a lot like this. Okay. Like back then this is what they were this is what it looked like. They have a inside ski training center there. So you can learn how to ski and mm-hmm. train. So that's neat. A lot of wineries around that area. 
Uh, so go. You can go if you're wine, a wine person. You can go there. Uh, it would go. be cool to stay there. Yeah. I bet they have some good like bread and breakfast type yeah. stuff there. Yeah, I'm that. sure they do. Yeah. And then to go to D.C. after since it's only like yeah, 30, 33 miles. Yeah. You can stay out and you can go go get some Civil War history. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, you go to the Balls Bluff uh, Battlefield Re- Regional Park. Uh, there's a cemetery up there, National Cemetery, and it's one of the smallest national cemeteries uh, that we have. Uh, the Tally Hill Theater, uh, just all kinds of cool stuff. You're going to find stuff with the river. You're going to find parks and trails, just all kinds of neat things to do. You're not going to run out of things to do if you're there. Museums, it's just just cool. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go to Leesburg. It's not yeah. going to be long until we go to D.C. and we'll have to go up there. So, uh, It's a very beautiful town. I'm glad we got to, to see it. I've, I've heard of Leesburg. You know, It wasn't one of those places where I went, oh, I've never heard of this place. It, I've heard of Leesburg and glad we got to visit. We should do a friends group trip to D.C. and take our kids. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. But I, man, fun I want to go to D.C. i got to take Huck. Huck and Mac to, uh, to Arlington to see their, you know. Yeah, that would be cool see their great-grandfather's grave and uh he died in 2009 so uh and the tomb of the unknown soldier that is a oh my goodness is that a moving spot you know yes um yeah it's so such a such a touching place and honor to be given to to our soldiers who who have fought for us sitting right here we're we're doing a silly podcast and they did those amazing things with their lives too uh, so we can have we can do this right here yeah and that's uh that's a big deal yeah uh thank you thank you to you guys and and girls that served appreciate you all uh really do appreciate that yes i have Uh, a brother-in-law right now who is overseas is he Mm -hmm. yep uh, keep him in your prayers and your thoughts as unit yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah it's a big big deal wow yeah. <laughs> we thank y'all for what you do we really do uh really mean that i know y'all hear that a lot but mm-hmm. uh, people really do care about you and really do thank you for that okay um i guess we're gonna move on to time to throw the dart it's your turn yeah right. do you want to call it Am you want to call, call the spot Let's see. We got a letter a couple of weeks ago uh, talking about a crime in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. That is right. And, but, you know, our rule is we've got to hit. Right. We've got to hit it. So I've got a very small place to hit North Carolina. Yeah. I'm going to try. Okay. And I'm going to keep trying until I get to North Carolina. <laughs> All right. So that's my goal. That's my goal. Okay. But I can't promise you anything. So here we go. Okay, Jason. Where'd you hit? I did it. I hit North Carolina. <laughs> I can't believe it. I hit North Carolina. So exciting. And yeah. swear, we really are throwing this dart. And we you're really standing are. like five feet. I'm standing feet. like leg, like legal distance yeah. dartboard close, close. I didn't. I haven't measured it, but I'm closer to that than I am to the board. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a good ways out. Okay. So, so where'd you hit? I really hit. I hit Thomasville, North Carolina. Okay. But we will so, do an update. Right. Or briefly speak about our uh, fan our request. Fan, fan request, yeah. <laughs> so I hit North Carolina just because we had a fan fan request from that area. I know we've got it. we've already done one in North Carolina, but that's okay. Uh, eventually, when I mean, we've done twenty five episodes, we're going to run out of states. We're going to we're only fifty. So, <laughs> so you know, eventually we're going to start doubling up, and and here we are. We're going to do our second 
second case uh, in North Carolina and also an update for our fan. So we appreciate yeah. that. Uh, thanks for that email. And, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening so much. Uh, go out there and subscribe to our show. Uh, share our show with all your friends. That's that's better. Some reason I can't, you know, I try to do the, you can do, you, you can, uh, you can pr- try to promote mm-hmm. on Instagram and, uh, and Facebook and stuff. And it's just weird. Uh-huh. Like it thinks we're trying to sell homes or something. It's like, it oh, kicks me back. Down, yeah. Maybe? It, well, I don't know if it's the map, the picture that I'm sending or the map or what, but it's like, you're, you've got rules. You can't do this. And I was like, well, I'm, what am I doing? I'm not, I'm not selling homes. I'm just, I'm a podcast. And like, I'm, I'm clicking true crime podcast. Uh-huh. Like that's what we are. And I know like, you're a real estate. And I'm like, I'm not in real estate. I don't know what this, what's up with this. So please share us. Uh, it's really easy to share, uh, share on Twitter from, uh, it's, it's easy to share on Twitter from Apple. Uh, it's easier to share, share from Spotify on Instagram. seems like, uh, especially in the stories. Um, so yeah, just do that, do that for us. Uh, that's going to help out a lot. Uh, and like I said, you know, this, this North Carolina, I hit that, hit that state. I aimed for it because of a fan, uh, sending an email. We really do appreciate that. We'll give you a bigger shout out next week. So thank you for that. Uh, so yeah, just keep telling your friends about us. I did start telling, you know, a few more people in town, uh, lately. Um, I've got a friend that I told about the podcast and she lives in, uh, Alexandria, Virginia, okay. which is just right outside DC. So she's in this oh, area. So fun. I don't know if she'll listen or not, but I sent her a link. So if she's listening, hey, she's gonna be like, "This is wrong," and this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, you got all this wrong. But she's not from there. She's from here. So she's uh she's moved up there. And uh, so thank you all so much again for listening. I appreciate it, and Shannon does too. Yes, right? yeah, agreed. I know you do. Yes. Right. So we'll see you all. Uh, see you all in two weeks. We're not gonna have a show next week. A lot of things going on. Shannon's getting ready for school, and I'm having the LASIK surgery, and I need to take a take a little time off. I don't need to be looking at a screen. Uh, yes, let's not so, damage the new uh, lenses. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be able to see without corrective lenses. Yay. You'll have to tell us all about it. I will. Is Emily going to watch? Because no. you can watch. I think my dad's taking me that day. Okay. And then uh, just because she's got the, the, the kids baby. and stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. and practice and whatever. So, so yeah, it's, uh, we're excited about it, but... Uh, well, I'll tell y'all about it next week. So Yeah, sounds good. All Yay. right, see y'all then, or two weeks. Yes, All see right. you then. Bye.